Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for calling someone abnormal to their face for obsessing over coffee? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for telling one of my daughter's classmates' moms to freak off about what I put in my daughter's lunch? For some context before the story, I, 38-year-old female, cook Asian foods regularly for dinner and for my daughter, Lily's, 7-year-old female, lunches at school. This is because my family enjoys these foods. I like to cook these foods and my mom cooked a bunch of these foods growing up since she's half Japanese. Oftentimes, I'll either give my daughter some leftovers from last night's dinner, plus a fruit or veggie and a snack, or I'll make her a quick little bento box or some other thing really quick. So after school one day, my daughter wanted to play on the playground for a bit before we went home. I said she could for a few minutes and she ran off to play. I was waiting next to this other parent who we'll call Deborah. While I was waiting, Deborah came up to me. Deborah said, are you Lily's mother? I said, oh yeah, I am, why? She says, well, your daughter's lunches have been bothering my son and I would like to ask you to pack something else. I said, what? How are they bothering him? She then proceeded to start talking about how her son was complaining about my daughter's lunches smelling terrible and that he thought it was disgusting. She also said her son didn't eat most of his lunch because he was so grossed out. I said, okay, I understand your son doesn't like the smell, but can't he just sit somewhere else? Deborah says, are you kidding me? My son shouldn't have to put up with whatever crap you make your daughter bring to the school. It's disgusting and she started making more vaguely racist complaints, but I was fed up at this point. Listen, I understand your son might not like my daughter's food, but he can very easily just not sit next to her. I'm not changing what's in my daughter's lunches because you and your kid don't want to exist near Asian food. Freak off. She angrily stomped off with her kid then, and my daughter finished playing soon after, so we went home. I talked to my husband about it, and he said that maybe I shouldn't have told her to freak off, to avoid her bothering us in the future. Am I the jerk? Yeah, I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. A person who's clearly being intolerable of other people for what seems to be racist reasons? I think you have every right to tell them to freak off. Sorry. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for calling my husband's ex a crappy mom? I have a 19-year-old stepdaughter. We're very close and I love her. My stepdaughter's not close to her mom for multiple reasons, mainly because she favors her older brother. My stepdaughter's posted about it a couple of times in social media, posting pictures of things her mom buys or does for her brother and not for her, with a caption saying, when you are not the favorite child. A few days ago was her mom's birthday, and stepdaughter only sent her a happy birthday via text and nothing more. A few hours later, her mom posted pictures of her birthday party and an expensive gift that her son had bought for her with a caption, and some people wonder why he's the favorite. My stepdaughter was about to cry and I was fuming, so I posted a few pictures of my own birthday party, which my stepdaughter threw for me and gave me an expensive necklace and wrote, this is how a kid treats you when you're not a crappy mom to her. 
She called me shortly after and called me a bench for calling her a crappy mom. I was only stating a fact, so am I the jerk? The whole situation makes me kind of sad, but I don't think OP's the jerk here. What they did was solely standing up for their stepdaughter. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I reported my ex to HR for saying I ruined his engagement on purpose? My ex Dylan, 25-year-old male, and I, 25-year-old female, met in high school and dated for almost three years. I broke up with him after I discovered that he cheated on me with a girl who had just turned 17. He was about to turn 20 when it happened, and I went no contact almost immediately. After graduating college, I moved to a different country to get a job in my field of work, but since he got a similar degree and I have terrible luck, we ended up meeting again a couple of months ago when he was hired into the same company and department I'm in. He tried approaching me, but I told him from the get-go that I really didn't want to talk to him more than necessary. He got upset and said that I was being unfair, that he was engaged and just wanted to be friends again, but I held my ground. Our company's anniversary party dinner was two weeks ago and we could invite our partners, but I'm single so I just went by myself. My ex went to the party with his fiance Mary and the seating plan went by departments, so we were at the same table and the atmosphere was a bit awkward. Later in the night, when people had had some drinks already, one of our co-workers asked Mary if she knew that Dylan and I had dated before. She said she didn't and asked why we'd broken up. Since this was a work dinner, I just said that I didn't want to talk about it, but she insisted until someone else at the table intervened and changed the topic. A bit after I saw my boss leaving, I said my goodbyes and tried to leave too, but Mary followed me and basically cornered me in the parking lot, saying she really wanted to know why Dylan and I had broken up. I said that was between us and it was none of her business, but she got pushy and wouldn't let me leave, so I eventually snapped and confessed that he cheated. She went back inside and I went home. Monday at work, Dylan told me during our break that Mary broke off the engagement and it's my fault for telling her he cheated on me. So I need to convince Mary to take him back. I told him what happened in the parking lot and apologized for telling her because obviously I shouldn't have, but I refused to help him get his fiance back because I'm not gonna lie for his benefit. He said I'm being a bench and just trying to get back at him. Some people started throwing some weird looks at me after that and apparently it's because he's been bad-mouthing around the office, me, and saying that I ruined his relationship on purpose because I was jealous. I told my friends I'm considering reporting him to HR for pulling this crap. Some agree that I should do it, but some think that risking his job for this would be too much since a bit of office gossip isn't really gonna hurt me and he'll eventually let it go. So would I be the jerk if I went to HR to report him? Honestly, I think this will be a lingering thing that just makes things harder for OP unnecessarily until they report it. Absolutely, they shouldn't be like forced or feel like they need to be silent about this. There's no guilt on their part. They didn't do anything wrong. Our next story is, am I the jerk for forcing my brother to buy me a new engagement ring? I'm 26-year-old male, proposing to my girlfriend, 24-year-old female, on our fourth anniversary, September 30th. I've been planning this for about a month and I picked the ring a couple weeks ago. The one I got was on sale, so I managed to get it at a surprisingly low price. Last weekend, I told my brother, 33-year-old male, about my plans and showed him the ring. He informed me that he was proposing to his girlfriend, 29-year-old female, as well. The next day, my brother came to my apartment while my girlfriend was out. He asked me if he could borrow my ring to propose to his girlfriend. I thought he was joking at first, but no. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market his plan was to propose to his girlfriend explain he was using my ring as a placeholder and then take her to pick her own ring later his reasoning was that he didn't want to spend too much money right away in case she didn't say yes I'd never heard of placeholder rings, so I said no and the conversation moved on. On Tuesday, he proposed to his girlfriend with my ring. He'd taken it before leaving my apartment. I got distracted at work and didn't notice it was gone until his fiance sent a picture of herself wearing the ring to our family group chat. I called him to ask about the ring and he immediately apologized and said he'd keep his promise and give it back to me. But at this point, my girlfriend had seen it and his fiance had posted about it on social media, so it was pointless for me to propose using the same ring. We fought about it and he confessed that while he'd told his fiance the ring was a placeholder, he didn't tell her where he'd gotten it from. I felt more angry and betrayed about him going behind my back and taking the ring after I said no than the fact that he stole it. I also know his fiance enough to know that she wouldn't like to learn her engagement ring had been stolen from me, so I told my brother I'd tell her the truth if he didn't buy me a new engagement ring. He fought against it for a few hours, but finally gave up and agreed. We went to a different jewelry store yesterday, and I picked a new ring. I managed to stay in the price range, but the new one was still $100 more expensive. My brother bought the ring, but is still accusing me of being inconsiderate and childish. He is insistent he would have given me the ring back had I given him the opportunity, and I didn't need to threaten him to spend so much money on me. He's now refusing to talk to me. I don't know how to feel about this anymore. I'd usually talk to my brother about these things, and it's surreal that he's the one I'm fighting. I can't tell my fiancé and many of our friends overlap. The only other person who knows about this is our mom, who's divided. She thinks that what my brother did was wrong and I'm right to be ticked at him, but I didn't have to stoop as low as I did by threatening his relationship. Am I the jerk? So, I don't think OP's the jerk here. If they were that worried about something happening to their relationship as a result of this, they wouldn't have done it. They knew the potential consequences and they still went and was just a terrible person. And also, it's so weird because if they can afford to buy the brother a replacement ring after they stole it, why not just get your own in the first place? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my pregnant sister that her husband can't sleep at my house and in turn kicking her out too? My 30-year-old female, pregnant sister, 34-year-old female, and her husband, 42-year-old male, planned two weekend trips to visit me on the west coast, also as a pit stop to get to and from Hawaii. My sister Jane is pregnant and this trip is their baby moon. Jane's husband, Charles, my husband, 31-year-old male, Victor. Background, I don't like how Charles speaks to or treats Jane in general. Charles often argues and raises his voice at Jane throughout the day about trivial things. I've talked to Jane about his behavior before and she's told me, 
I realize how he sounds when he talks to people. We fight about it all the time. And I think he needs anger management. It always ends with her apologizing or making excuses. Weekend 1, the entire time we spent with Charles was quite exhausting and miserable for me. He argued with my sister multiple times. When Victor speaks, I can see Charles rolling his eyes, nudging Jane's elbow, and whispering snide remarks to her. He seems to think these all go unnoticed by us. He usually talks down to me, cuts me off, and enjoys flaunting his knowledge. My brother, mom, and some cousins also find him a difficult person to be around. Charles and Jane leave my house, and the next day I'm overwhelmed by the stress and how uncomfortable Charles always makes me feel. Victor finds me crying and thinks they should not come back to sleep in our home because it's so stressful for me, but agrees we should still hang out with them out of our house. I cried about it because I don't want to put my sister in a difficult situation, especially with her being pregnant and trying to enjoy a vacation. I end up telling Jane how I feel. Charles is rude and disrespectful to you, me, and Victor. I still want to spend time with you while you're in town, but I need separate time to decompress after being with Charles. I love you, but this is the boundary I need to set for this dynamic to work. She cries and says if she doesn't sleep here, she will need a break from me. I apologize to her and emphasize this is about needing a break from Charles, not Jane, both during a phone call and text. Charles calls me and it goes terribly. He talks over me, he tells me he is disappointed because I'm not supporting my sister's pregnancy by not allowing him to sleep at my place. Jane is bringing life into this world. Our feelings aren't what matter. Jane is what matters right now. If we don't sleep there, we won't be seeing you. Weekend 2 starts today. I haven't heard from Jane. Am I the jerk? I mean, I think I would have liked OP to express more of a you can stay here but Charles can't kind of sentiment. But overall, I really don't think they're the jerk here. You can't put up with having a visitor in your house that just drives you crazy. Our next story is, am I the jerk? I'm getting married in a year and I've set an age limit of 21 and over at our wedding, but my family are asking me to budge on this decision. Am I the jerk? Basically, we're getting married and have said that we want no children. Kids of friends, kids of family, kids of relations, etc. And the amount of backlash we've received, despite us paying for the wedding, is ridiculous. My brother has two loud children and has never been favorable of our relationship, but is absolutely adamant that his kids should be at the wedding. We have said over and over again that anyone, despite relation, who is under the age of 21 cannot attend the ceremony or, as it were, the big day. However, we're now receiving an influx of messages 18 months before the wedding from folks who can't sort childcare, etc. My partner and I don't want children, aren't big fans, and frankly don't want to waste money on extra tiny guests, but our families don't get it. Am I slash are we the jerk? I feel like it's a pretty normal thing, you know, you hear all the time about having a child-free wedding. It definitely sucks that you get so much grief about it, but at the same time you do have to understand that if you do have a child-free wedding, a number of people might not show up just because of having to try to get childcare. Our next story is, am I the jerk for giving my late husband's estate to a stranger instead of our kids? I, female 55, had been married to my husband, male 60, for 20 years before he died. It was cancer. He had two kids from a past marriage who were in their early teens when he married me. I had a 7-year-old from an earlier relationship as well. We didn't have any more kids. 
I tried to treat my stepchildren as my own, but they never accepted me. They were very rude and insulted me whenever they could. Since I didn't work, they called me a gold digger who married their dad only for his money. The truth was, my grandparents were quite wealthy and left me a lot of money when they died. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I lived well below my means and chose to stay home and raise my daughter, since I could afford that. I didn't need his money at all, but I didn't bother sharing this with his kids and told him not to either. I didn't want them to like me just because they might gain monetarily from me. My husband, on the other hand, hated how they behaved with me. Their blatant disrespect made him not pay for their college tuition. Their mom couldn't pay for it and they had to take loans for it. They didn't even talk to him. Even when he got cancer, they refused to come see him. For three years, we struggled with the treatment. My daughter came to visit from time to time when she could. During this time, the only person who really helped both of us was someone we were not related to at all. This girl in her late 20s waitressed at a cafe we frequented. She was a single mom taking classes at community college at night, working during the day, and raising her two kids. She took a liking to us and, when she learned that my husband was sick, spent whatever time she could visiting him. She has stayed nights at the hospital when I needed a break and basically been the daughter we wished for. When he died, she helped me arrange the funeral. His kids came on the day and all they wanted to know was about their inheritance. I felt sick. When I learned that my husband had left his estate to me, whatever is left after settling his bills, and it was around $25,000, I decided to give it to the girl who helped us both so much. She tried to refuse, but I insisted she take it. She needed it and, in my opinion, deserved it more than the ungrateful children. My daughter understands why I didn't give it to his children, but is upset I didn't give anything to her either. I told her she already had money and a job. Not to mention she'll get my inheritance. This is in no way her money. But his ex-wife and kids are causing havoc over this and really upset with me. They're calling me the jerk for giving away money they deserve. Am I the jerk? So personally, I think whether or not those people feel like they were entitled to that money, this inheritance belonged to OP, they intentionally left it to OP, and it was OP's money to do with as they like. I don't think that makes them the jerk. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for refusing to change my wedding theme? I, female 27, am marrying my fiancé, female 26, next October. We've had a very long engagement, three years now, because we're paying for our wedding ourselves, and we wanted to take time to save up enough money to have the wedding of our dreams. I know that the wedding isn't everything, of course, and we're both so excited to be getting married regardless, but we figure since we only plan on doing this once, may as well go all out. Now, my fiancé and I both work in animal sciences and have always had a taste for the macabre. We've planned our wedding to have a sort of dark nature theme. Our ideal decor includes a lot of moss, mushrooms, dark flowers, and even the occasional antler or skull. Ethically sourced, of course. That's part of what makes them so expensive, but we refuse to compromise on that. My dress is black, 
and I plan to walk down the aisle to hosiers like real people do. We've booked a venue in a nearby national park and plan to have the ceremony deep in the forest with a reception at a nearby pavilion. Of course, my fiancé and I acknowledge that our taste is weird and not what most people would do for a wedding, but we've talked long and hard about it and this is what we want. Our friends are all excited with us, but the issue comes from both of our mothers. I'm the only daughter in my family and my fiancé is the only child in hers, so our mother have both been excited to plan their perfect wedding. Unfortunately, they disapprove of almost every decision we've picked and it caused quite a few arguments. My fiancé's mother has gone as far as to call my fiancé crying about how she's ruining her only chance to plan her daughter's perfect wedding. Now, our theme is important to us, but not as important as our families. Our friends have encouraged us to not back down and stick up for what we want, but neither of us want miserable mothers. Would I be the jerk if I tell the collective moms that this is what we've decided on? Would it be easier just to change a few things? I agree wholeheartedly with OP's friends. Do not back down and do not compromise on the wedding you and your partner want. Because honestly, as soon as you start compromising and changing a few things just to make it a little bit more accessible to the mother or mother-in-law, it doesn't really become the wedding you've dreamed of anymore. This next story is, would I be the jerk if I rescind a job offer that I previously gave a young girl? I, 25, am a general manager at a frozen yogurt shop. I'm not the owner, but I have been with them since I was a teen and worked my way up to my current position. It's been the perfect job to pair with my classes. As the general manager, I do the scheduling as well as the hiring. The owners trust my judgment and let me hire or fire at my own discretion. Last week, I hired a girl, 16, from the local high school. She was extremely sweet and showed a willingness to work. Seems a little on the quiet side, but this being her first job, I think it's expected to an extent. There were zero tells or mentions that she may be special needs. Two days after hiring her, she's not supposed to start until this upcoming week, her father came in and introduced himself to me. He was polite and thanked me for hiring his daughter and left his phone number, telling me to call him after I'm off. I was confused by this as I've never dealt with a situation like this, but I did call him. He thanked me again, but then said his daughter has severe anxiety and a slow learner and that I need to make special accommodations for her. Here is what they are. Do not schedule her for more than three hours at a time. Please allow her as many as she needs 10 minute breaks when she starts to appear overwhelmed. He said that if it's very busy, it's better to just let her sit in the back room and watch YouTube. Her school comes first, which I understand, but he said when she has significant homework, she will need to call off. Gave her plenty of compliments and let other staff know to go the extra mile to make her feel welcome. If she does make a mistake, not to discuss it with her, but to call him. I don't know much about employment law and not sure if I could be in legal trouble, but like every state we have at will employment, I called the owner to tell him about this and he said to use my discretion. I want to call the father back and say I cannot make these accommodations and if she does need these accommodations, I will have to rescind the job offer. I feel for the girl. Like I said, she was very sweet. But at the same time, I do have a business to run. I'm not a special ed teacher. What is the point of hiring her when I'll need to be overstaffed to accommodate for her? I just can't do it. 
So right now I'm thinking of calling her dad tomorrow and letting him know that she will be treated like every other employee and if this won't work for her, then she cannot work here. Would I be the jerk for that? So I can't think OP's the jerk here. Unfortunately, even if she does legitimately have these conditions, she did apply for a job with the presentation that she would be a fully participating employee. I think honestly, the important thing is to talk one-on-one with this girl and try to understand where she personally is coming from on this. It might be a situation where the dad is over-exaggerating. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not having ibuprofen at home? So I, male 24, have been with my girlfriend, female 29, for about 6 months now. We go to each other's places frequently and sleep at the others occasionally. So last week, she slept over and woke up with period cramps. She asked for ibuprofen, and because I only had two pills, I gave her those. I don't really use ibuprofen much, because I'm generally not very prone to pain apart from headaches, but those I use Tomaprin for. Apparently those two pills weren't enough for her and she got really upset at me. She said I should have ibuprofen at home, that it's a basic necessity and that I should have it especially because she needs it frequently for her cramps. I don't see a reason for me to have large amounts of ibuprofen at home. I don't need it. She's the one who does. Now, I asked some friends and they said that since I know she needs it, I should have some at home for her. I feel like if she needs it, she should take it with her instead of me having to provide it. So, I guess you could argue that like having some ibuprofen slash Tylenol would be a good like survival backup thing or whatever. I just feel like it would be a very reasonable thing if you were seeing somebody, you went to their house and said, hey, do you have any ibuprofen? And their response was, no, I don't have any. I mean, is it just really that surprising that somebody doesn't have ibuprofen with them? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not apologizing to a man for saying his obsession over coffee was abnormal? I, female 27, was running late to work yesterday and stopped to get my coffee at insert national orange and pink coffee chain instead of the local little shop I go to. I live in Brooklyn, so there are a lot of great places for coffee, but not all of them are speedy. This place's coffee isn't half bad anyway, plus they have donuts. Enter co-worker Parker, who is a self-proclaimed coffee snob. Parker's my age. He saw the cup on my desk and started teasing me. The first time I was like, haha, I know, and that was that. Parker didn't stop though, and it felt less like teasing and more like, just being rude? He started going off on my taste, how I wouldn't know good coffee if it hit me in the face, how I was crazy to drink that trash at various points throughout the day. Finally at lunch, he was like, you should really just let me make you something so you can actually appreciate good coffee. And like, we have a small kitchen where he keeps a mocha pot and beans and it sounded unbearable. I said, Parker, it is not normal to be this intense over a cup of coffee and a few of my co-workers who were sitting next to me snorted. We all kind of exchanged looks as he made his own coffee. This morning on the elevator, it was just Parker and me and he said, I was very embarrassed by what you said yesterday. I'm very passionate about coffee. I said, okay, but you don't need to be rude about it to me. And he said, it hurt my feelings and you should apologize. He then divulged that he's autistic and coffee is a special interest of his. I didn't want to apologize, but this is making me rethink it. If anything, to keep the peace? I don't know if I should. Would I be the jerk if I don't? 
I mean, I understand that with their condition, it's hard for them to fully understand the social cues, probably. But first of all, Opie had no awareness of that, and in that moment, they had been feeling harassed multiple times over directly about this coffee thing. I think their reaction was pretty understandable. Our next story is, am I the jerk for removing my daughter from her bed at 3 a.m.? My 34-year-old female, daughter, 7, has been having a sleep regression issue for the last 6-ish months. Basically, she gets up 2-5 to five times a night. Almost every single time she tells my husband and I that she wants to physically tuck her back in, she shares a room with two of her three siblings, not ideal and will be changing. Whenever my husband gets up with her, the behavior gets more frequent. In my eyes, this is because he goes all in, doing things like singing to her, cuddling her, talking to her, instead of placing her back in the bed and going back to sleep. She basically gets a ton of attention with him at night and it makes her get up more. I've tried to explain this to him but he dismisses it, so I usually get up with her to try to curb the behavior by giving minimal feedback and just putting her back in bed. My daughter came to me at almost 3am and asked me to cover her back up. I was admittedly short and irritated. I took her back to her room and told her she is a big enough girl to cover herself with blankets. We'd practiced this and talked about it so it wasn't like I was expecting her to do it herself out of the blue. She refused. So I told her good night. She began full on screaming at the top of her lungs and crying. I tell her that I'm going to count to three and she can either stop screaming or we can go downstairs. At this point, she's woken her siblings and I'm trying to contain the situation. I count to three, she's screaming more. I lift her out of bed and lead her by the hand to the stairs. At this point, my husband is up. He tells me he can handle it. I tell him I'm taking her downstairs to talk to her and keep her from screaming where everyone sleeps. He tells me to stop. I tell him he's undermining me and to back off. He does step aside but follows me downstairs and is cooing to her the whole time and bringing her water. I repeat that I can handle it and to please leave us to talk. He refuses. I do manage to talk to my daughter, explain that she can't scream like that and that she needs to be a big girl and cover herself with her blankets at night. My husband hovers over my shoulder, I take her back to bed, she does cover herself up, and we leave the room. He immediately turns to me and tells me that I was abusing our daughter, that I can't convince him that what I was doing wasn't abuse. I try to explain but he just ignores me and marches downstairs to the couch. I try to talk to him again but he just insists that I'm abusing our daughter. I was admittedly short with her, but besides leading her downstairs by the hand, I did not touch her and I don't feel I was overly mean in trying to enforce her tucking herself in when she finds herself uncovered in the middle of the night. So am I the jerk? Honestly, I think OP's behavior here is pretty normal and reinforcing the whole concept of growing up and not reinforcing bad behaviors. And I do think the husband's lack of understanding and awareness in the situation is pretty concerning not just a lack of awareness but the fact that they would go straight to you're abusing her by not just giving her her every demand but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another crazy am i the jerk here story check out that video on the left or if you missed my latest video check out that video on the right that said i'll see you all next time with some more stories